0: And welcome back to the A Show, with the Kings, a pro wrestling podcast, and we are awesome. That's right. I'm Justin. Here with Meals. What's up, Meals?
1: I am. I, I. I. I am here. I've seen Barbie, um, and that's kind of like how my weekend went. <laughs> it was just yeah, watching it's... Barbie and making sense of it all.
0: <laughs> Barbie is very like. Um... Barbie's very, 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 like, great. It's a great movie. I think that I walked away with it with more things to think about than um, I expected. I think it's a very thoughtful movie. I agree with Dom, uh, our good friend, Dom Griffin. Um, He had said this a couple of days ago or a week ago when he saw it. He said, I walked out of it, you know, with a lot of thoughts, a lot more thoughts than he had with Oppenheimer. And not in a bad way because he loved Oppenheimer as well. But it's not a movie where you're, like, walking out needing to think about. Much that happened there, right? But with Barbie, yeah. did you see both, or you saw you just saw Barbie? No, I just
1: saw Barbie. I'm not an opera hombre. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the ops, unfortunately. But is that a good movie too? Should I check that out?
0: I mean, um I feel like you're automatically going to get turned off with the with the runtime. But um I've heard it was fantastic. I'm seeing it on Friday. I've, I it was so the one thing about living in Los Angeles is that in a big movie weekend you like it's for real out here like people love going to the movies out here so like it's sold out everywhere like oppenheimer has been sold out all week like mm. Bar- the barbie's a shorter movie so it has more it has more showtime so like I was oh different- yeah because
1: every they were playing it every every 40 minutes at my theater was like a new barbie pretty much airing
0: yeah and so i was able to i had to go to like a I had to go to a uh, a place that I would normally not go see movies to go see it, but I I actually saw it um, early on Sunday. Um, but I thought it was great. It's funny. One of the funniest movies I've seen in, in quite some time. I think a um, I think it, I think it's a good argument for the fact that we need to bring comedies back. But I I I think that there's a lot of ideas they throw at you in this movie. But I'm that's what sure.
1: I was saying. I feel like the first part of the movie. Was me really trying to make sense of everything they were throwing at me at once, because it's already it was already, I mean we're gonna get into a little bit Barbie spoilers. I'm not sure if y'all checking this out on black print. Y'all turning Barbie print or whatever the hell it is. No,
0: we talk about um, it uh, that episode's out today, or it's gonna be out. Well, it'll be out by the time everyone's hearing this, but um, we touch on it because well I couldn't say much because Josh hadn't seen it yet, so no spoilers. Oh, okay. Does he plan to see it? Yeah, he does. Oh, okay, all right. Um.
1: Nah, the first, the first half was like throwing a lot of stuff at me, like in terms of like real world, all this other stuff. I'm just like, what? What's going on? I'm already suspending my disbelief. The fact that these dolls can talk and have singing and dancing numbers. Um, But then I feel like the second act, third act kind of brought it home. But then also, I also have like this sinking, not like sinking feeling, but also like I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there could have been more said for the other Barbies. Am I bugging? Or I guess it's just, I don't know. I feel like it it just ended up being, I see the argument mostly like it's just really this white feminist film. What? Um, (laughs) It's definitely not. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? Who said that? It's on Twitter. I've looked it up. Like you can oh,
0: uh, I can't I can't I can't rock with it with I listen, I've stayed away from all Twitter conversation surrounding it because it's it's gone from maybe that which I've just heard now to I can't believe I'm watching a movie made by a big corporation. I'm like, bro, all of the movies you watch are by big corporations.
1: Not, I don't think it's that, but definitely like I don't know. I was I was I was trying to I came out of it like definitely thinking a lot more. But then also, I've also walked out, not really, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know. There's part of it that, like, I guess it wasn't for me, but it's not for me, it's Barbie. But, but like, I'm trying to figure out, like, I I had to, like, juggle with a lot of feelings coming out of that movie and watching the movie and kind of experiencing it all one by one, but also, there was just, yeah, a lot of things kind of being thrown in various different ways. Singing numbers, comedy, Will Ferrell, all this other shit. Like, it was a lot, but it was a good adventure. It was a good adventure.
0: I, I, I mean, I could, I'm fine with, the, the concept of the movie in itself is insane. So, like, I'm not even going to, like, trip about the real world Barbie world ideas. And th- this isn't really spoilers for the movie, by the way. So, it's, we're not really... Or at least I'm not going to go too much. Into no, I'm not going to go
1: too much deep into it, but it's also Tuesday. So
0: you should see it anyway. Like regardless, I know people have seen it two or three times already, but
1: it's an um, experiential movie. It's something you got to experience. Even if we told you what it was, I think you have to go kind of like see it to really judge it for yourself.
0: Oh, visually, um, it's like like nothing I've ever seen before. It's, it's like a, a old 90s, 80s movie, but like to now and i think that whoever did the set design costume design technical achievements all that stuff they deserve oscars for that i'm pretty sure um oppenheimer is going to win a lot for like the practical stuff they do in that movie but like barbie deserves it for like all of the the costumes and the way they recreated the barbie outfits was like to me really kind of like uh, iconic like that shit was great but i i think in terms of the themes the reason i feel like they they well, I, I feel as though they didn't they didn't stick the landing with a lot of them. I feel like there's a, a decision made at the end that I didn't feel was like like really earned. Cause I, I was just like, why would why would she do that then? You know what I mean? And then and it, it forces you to kind of like, uh, eh, kind of suspend your disbelief in that manner. But I think that the movie says a lot about um, male fragility and masculinity. Um I think it says a lot about the 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 roles of men and women in america and in the world and i think that it posits that it wants people to you know men and women to live in harmony so it's not really man-hating it's not really feminist it's about everyone being the best versions of themselves and and finding that best version of themselves and right, I feel like, essentially I, I feel like the only person that really gets to me that real kind of ending to their story is actually Ken. And I think it's funny because Ryan Gosling is like the best part of the movie to me. <laughs> yeah, a- he is. <laughs> like, like, he does it all. He does it all. the me.
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like, he does it all. Like, I think it's a... I think... I don't think, like you said, I don't think we get movies like this as much anymore. I feel like this is something where you could take... Your kids to go see the movie, and then probably they'll watch it twenty years later and actually get the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of like get how it is, and it's like wow, the fact that you would use this like major IP to kind of like tell this story and get this message across is kind of like, um, it's like pretty amazing.
0: I'm shocked that Mattel let them do
1: a lot of the shit that they
0: were doing and saying in the movie. I was like, wait, I what? think
1: I think it's because Will
0: Ferrell was in it. <laughs> They even shoot like they even shoot a dig at Warner Brothers Discovery. Let me be clear, the Mattel office I used to work across the street from it, um, a couple years ago, actually almost ten years ago now. Um, it's in El Segundo. The Warner Brothers Discovery office is not in El Segundo at all. It's all the way in Burbank. So I think that it's funny had, that they were able to put that jab in there, as if like the building was so big that it was kind of like the Death Star kind of overseeing the Mattel office. I, I thought that was such a funny point that they put in there. I feel like they added it in there because it looked digitally imposed, but um mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was fucking hilarious. I like the wolf. They, they kept Will Ferrell to like a, a very small amount because too much Will Ferrell and he's taking over your whole movie.
1: Yeah, I agree, but there's something it's because I love him and his movie so much that it ended up becoming like a calming grounding presence for me in this movie. I was like, Oh God, yes. Well, He's going to be hilarious in this. And surely enough, but yeah, he's very overpowering to the thing. He can be. Um, mm-hmm. So, but you know what? I, I enjoyed myself. I walked out. I was like, you know what? I have a lot to think about, but also quite an experience.
0: Um, these are all good thoughts, by the way. I, I'm i just good thoughts. like, <laughs> my only thought is that how does the, how, how do these, these stories, these like, kind of loose ends tie up in the end. And I thought that, um, I thought that there was only maybe one or two that they really, they really kind of got there. And to your point about the other Barbies, they, they weren't having that type of crisis that stereotypical Barbie was having. And I think that's why like, she's firmly, she's firmly the prototype. That's why you see her in the beginning and you know, all of that. So she's firmly the prototype and she's the one that's having these thoughts because from what I understand about the, the real world Barbie world, their owners are fine. <laughs> That's why they're they're good. But it was it was kind of weird, you kind of have to dis- suspend your disbelief when like a lot of the Ken stuff happens, and or a lot of the things happen in the movie and they reflect in the real world. Like I'm I'm like okay, I get it, whatever. But it's like they even they even toss that too because there's like one part where it's like Ken, Ken does something and it reflects in the real world, and then by the end it's like I was like, well, does the things go back to normal? <laughs> like how did that? Yeah. Happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's all it's all in good fun. It's a fun movie. Go see it. I loved it. Um, I'm gonna see Oppenheimer later this week. I'll probably have thoughts about that next week on the show. So, stay tuned for that.
1: Okay. All right. I'm ready for that.
0: Um,
1: what do we talk about now?
0: Um, we're gonna do something different. Okay. We're gonna do something different. The, um, the, the way we've been doing the show for the past what five years at this point. um, Six years. Six years. Wow, I was one year off. It's been very much this the the uh, kind of like the the we say the news, we do the show reviews, all of that stuff. After three hundred and going into the future, me and Meals wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, we 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 really just want to have conversations about some of the biggest topics that are happening in the you know in the landscape of wrestling right now. I think it would lead to a lot more kind of debate between us. I think there's people like that. And I think it would be cool, um, but it, it doesn't close the door on us having like show pre- predictions and stuff like that. We'll just be talking about them generally as, a, as opposed to having them be a, a talking point, if that makes sense.
1: No, absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a welcome change to this and it adds to kind of like the conversational stuff. And then also gives people an opportunity to copy more of our stuff. So, yeah.
0: So, I asked our Discord a question about 30 minutes ago, um, and I asked them a question, and the question was: uh, Is AEW a company that looks like they have money? And I mean that in terms of production, look, feel, and messaging. And uh, a couple of our our members they they answered the question. They're actually still talking about it right now because once you say those three letters, it is a it's a three hour conversation <laughs> that goes on and on and on. So um, shout out to what were you saying, Mills. I'm sorry.
1: I was my discord beeped because they're continuing to
0: talk about it. <laughs> yes, uh, so I asked that question and shout out to to Novak Chris Novak. He, he uh he answered, uh, they seem like a company that is getting good backing, but I'm kind of stunned at the lack of reach. If they're tied by exclusivity, I don't see how that's helpful. Um, Cyrus, of course, from the war report, he dropped a he dropped a gif. Uh, basically, no, he doesn't think they they have money. Uh, shout out to Jules uh, on our discord as well. He said, it's a company that looks cheap by desperately wanting to look like they have money, which I kind of get that. I, I kind of understand what he's saying there. Mm. Um, Jay J Powell, uh, shout out to him, uh, one of our more active members on the Discord. He says, AEW has production values better than the rest of the non-WWE companies, but they have terrible messaging and feel. Their message seems like it's, uh, we are the real wrestling, but that's not entertaining in the least bit. Plus, I'll say this again, the wrestlers aren't hot. That's important because, well, that's not that has, that has nothing to do with money. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't hot. <laughs> that has nothing to do with money. Um, shout out to Jeff J. Jeff J. chimed in. Um, he said that he could probably look better, but he says uh, they, they look like they have money behind it. Um, he said that the first week of Collision was the first time they presented themselves as a true big money alternative and look and feel. And, and I do agree with that.
1: I do agree. And by the way, Collision ratings just came in. It's their highest since the first show. So, um, show did 800, right? Huh? The first it's show did, I forgot what it did. It honestly did 800. 800. All right. This one did 618.
0: No, um, and it did 800 again.
1: Well, listen, um, it's never doing 800 again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to this question, I uh, I say, is AEW a company that looks like it? they have money? I would, say okay how much money is having money <laughs> like well,
0: this is this is the, he's richer than vince
1: that was the whole. Is, they're right, right no 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 for sure um i would say yeah they look like they have money to an extent and i say that in reference to the other wrestling companies that don't look like they have money like they other wrestling companies clearly look like they are doing the best they can with what they got whereas i think aw has money to expense to do various things like custom theme songs and
0: no, they're not custom some of the well not custom, custom i mean
1: <laughs> right licensed theme songs and stuff like that so like they have money to be able to present it in a way... It depends on how they want to present it. And to be honest with you, that goes back to Tony Khan and his actual vision for the show. Which is not about the actual production value of the show itself more than the actual in ring product for itself. So he doesn't really have to do as much as Vince does and t- well, t- Nick Khan does um, in presenting the show like it's a motherfucking big deal. I think... It would be great if they went to Wembley Stadium and actually pumped more money into looking like a big, big fucking deal. Um, but I, I can't see that because, again, they prioritize their in-ring stuff more than that. But I think at a base, they look like they have money. Mm-hmm. It's just not like WWE money, which is, is or they aren't using it in the way that WWE is do, is using it.
0: Yes, WWE presentation. Uh, and to, to your point, uh, Rob Bukowski on our Discord says, I don't watch AEW, so I can't say too much. But I think if you were channel surfing and you turned on AEW on TV, it passes the look test, especially compared to any not other non uh, WWE wrestling company. which y'all agree? I mean, they're 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 doing arenas. Um, they're they're not doing like gyms. They're not doing like smaller venues. It doesn't look like Impact. Okay, you know, I, I make the joke about the lights flickering in that warehouse. This not happening in in, in uh, AEW show. So I, I will say that at the very least, you will if you were not familiar, you would stop channel surfing and say, is this WWE? Where's Stone Cold Steve Austin? You would at least get that from them. And then you would see Orange Cassidy and you would turn the channel. So that's that's how it looks like they they have a, a pre- at least some sort of presentation, right? Um and I think like in comparison to a lot of other things, uh shout out to Jalen who also uh, left a comment here. he says he doesn't think so. He says part of the reason is, is is that's part of the reason why he can't get into it. He says they don't have those production aspects that can make their stars feel larger than life and I think that's an important part, meals. He says like even the pyro when it goes off, it sounds and looks weak. I think their presentation is a very big part of it. and for all for, for everything people say about like Kevin Dunn and trust me, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Dunn when it's time for him to present a new uh, person like a colleague or or a big show, it's always filmed right below them right it it always makes them look look, makes them look like they're a fucking skyscraper and that's the important part and they do it with cody too and cody is nowhere near that tall but every time he comes out notice how the camera angles itself to make him look like it makes it look like the skull like the wings and and shit are like like they're attached to him you know what i mean it's a really cool look and it goes with their Titan Tron and stuff like that. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not... I asked that question because <clears throat> I was looking at a couple of clips from Dynamite last week and, and Collision just so we could talk about uh, some of the stuff on the, on the show this week. And I said, you know, this is a company that I know is a billion... They put a billion dollars behind it, but I can't find where it is. <laughs> I, I think that's the, the real issue. It's like, I know that they spent a lot of money on this talent, but why? Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I, I mean? Think, right, right, right. I think the presentation itself is different than... I feel like you can do anything, you can present it in a different way. Like Lucha Underground, for instance. Presentation, completely different. Money, probably non existent. Right. Um <laughs> But I think their presentation, I don't I don't equate that to looking like they have. Well, the presentation of the actual talent themselves, equating it to looking like it. I mean, there is to an extent. There's how much money you actually want to put in to make this seem, make your big stars actually seem like big stars. And I think the extent they're going to is here's some licensed music. (laughs) Like, here's music that people can clap and sing along to because they've been listening to it for the past 70 years or 40 years. Um, And that's kind of the extent to it. I don't see AEW, I mean, they do it in some aspects like a jade entrance or um a i mean cody was the standard at some point you couldn't i mean the pyro was just booming um i even see them do i mean i don't know how much this actually cost the flames for Miro's thing because now Miro got the, the the fourth the one time a month he wrestles you know what i'm saying he's got flames and shit um but I think the presentation could obviously be better with a lot of the stuff that they provide, and I, I think it that. takes.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it takes it's, not, it's, it's not just with the sets, not just with the sets. It's it's like it has to it, like I, I I do think they they put a lot more into their 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 pre tapes, and I think that they do those a lot because they they, they put a lot into it. But I, I think that it's like a lot of it isn't directed well. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it is just not directed well. The camera work is. I I watch Blood and Guts. That camera work listen, you want to talk shit? I don't feel like either company's doing camera work great right now. <laughs> okay. Like it's, it's not the best on either company, but I, I think that there's a lot of things where I'm like, I'm searching for the money. I'm I'm looking under the rug. Where is the money going to? And I, I had to ask that question today. And I, and I think that just looking at Collision, I was just like, aside from that first, that first episode, it's just looked very much like kind of like a B team, C team type situation. Like not like to an NXT tier where you can see the fucking ceiling and you can, you know what I'm saying? You can see the fans, you can hear the fans running, but like, it's like, it's not, it's, it's just not, not feeling larger than life. And I, and I, and I wonder where that, where that goes to money. wise.
1: Yeah. I think it's overall kind of the vision or lack thereof of the actual product. The, and not looking at characters as characters and looking at them as wrestlers makes it a completely different experience because you have some of the stuff with like, okay, as a wrestler, you know, you should have pyro. But I really think it kind of ends there in terms of the creativity behind the actual vision for a lot of these things, which in turn makes everyone look more pedestrian or regular than they probably should. I mean, you really kind of got to go out your own way to seem different on this show, you know, wrestling, white guy Mm -hmm. muscles, all this other shit. Um, You really got to kind of go out your way to be presented as completely differently. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's they got money. It's there, but I understand the thing of like, where, where is it all? How, How could you guys could be utilizing this way better than you have right now? For sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, the rock, it's been said, been reported uh, yesterday that uh, he donated a huge amount of money to sag After, Of course, we're going through the writers and the actors' strike right now. He donated an amount of money that some people are saying is like extremely, extremely, extremely crucial. And it's going to help out a lot of people that are going through the strike right now. <clears throat> of course, SAG, um, as well as the the WGA, have been offering or attempting to offer, I believe, some support to some writers who are, are struggling right now going through the strike and uh, taking th- those types of donations and. Uh, the Rock seemingly putting money, his money where his mouth is and, and helping support them. Now, a lot has been said uh, over the past couple of weeks. Meals. I don't know if you've been hearing about the news stories that people like Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, people have been questioning why they haven't shown up to the the picket lines. Um, and, and honestly, I think a lot of that's overblown. I, I, I think that it's like you're trying to sow discord and it's mostly like outlets like Variety and Hollywood Reporter who, you know, as we all know do have pipelines directly to the studios that are involved uh, in, in not paying these people, I'm trying to sow discord between writers and actors. Listen, you're never going to see a Tom Cruise or a Rock or anybody standing at the picket lines because that takes away from the actual reason why they're there. So I think that it's a, an amazing uh, gesture for The Rock who, who you know, has seemingly been on the outs, you know, in terms of just public perception and, and doing that, I think, is, is a really cool moment for him.
1: I'm not truly familiar with all the rock going on and all this other stuff like that. Does this make people not look at him sideways? Is this could only improve his profile within the acting industry? I think,
0: Um, I think it definitely helps out a lot. A lot has been said about his standing uh, in terms of how he has been moving since he left the fast and the furious franchise. Of course, he had a huge beef with Vin Diesel who, I mean, admittedly isn't really a likable guy from from all stories that we've heard about him anyway, but I think that in terms of like how he walked away from DC and they kind of let him go and how he tried to force him, him, his way into becoming a top player in that in that franchise, and they were like, wait, no. <laughs> and they just basically restarted the whole universe, so um, he had been looked at, especially at the, the tail end of 2022, as kind of like a pariah. like He was like, he who should not be named, and people weren't really fucking with him, so I think that it's definitely a great gesture. I don't know if it kind of Fixes a lot of the things that 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 you know he may have done or may or may not have done, but I think it's it's a it's a really great gesture for him, and I and I think that as we look at wrestlers and acting and wrestlers, you know, being involved with movies, Seth Rollins is in a Marvel movie that's that's been shut down as well. Um, th- th- you know, the, the wrestlers' role and roles in in this type of stuff and what they'll do to to support you know, the, the the strikes or whatever. Because, of course, we had Seth Rollins who, who made his statement last week about how this writer strike is actually helping WWE.
1: They're doing construction right above me now. And I'm so pissed right now out of all fucking times. Um, but, I mean, this only adds to the streak of noises you're going to hear in this. I thought that was a bad look from Seth Rollins just in jo- I thought that... I thought that was a bad look for Seth Rollins, just in general, to say that. Um, just because I feel like Seth Rollins is, while an athlete, what the hell, still, <laughs> still entertainment adjacent. <laughs> you go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day. I get what he's saying. He should just, he just should not have been the one saying that. Um, I, and of course his comments were saying that, you know, because of the writer strike, and I mean, largely because their, their writers are non-union, <laughs> let's just be clear here, um, that WWE writers, they don't they don't fall under the same jurisdiction for WGA writers. And now that's not to say that there, there, won't, there aren't WGA members on the writing team. But if they're doing non-union things, I believe they're still allowed to do that, but not like TV shows, stuff like that, stuff that actually falls under the union. But um, he's basically saying it from the sense that. Because there's strikes going on, the wrestlers aren't under any type of union, which again opens up another can of worms about uh, unionization that they basically can continue their shows running as if nothing had happened. And this is actually a a salient point because as the fall rolls around meals and there's new TV shows that that are supposed to be coming out, there won't be this year. There there won't be like I, I think they may have. I, I, I highly doubt we'll have anything other than reality TV stuff. Wrestling will probably be the only show in town and that's WWE, that's AEW. But are they willing to spend that much money on them as their TV rights deals come up? So it's like that that's that's kind of like the big pu- uh, pull and push here between WWE, AEW and everyone try- going out for their TV deals. But we do know that they're going to be on air you know, in the fall, the same way that they were on air all throughout COVID and lockdown. Um, and I think Seth made a point he should not be the one making that point. In fact, no one should be speaking on that because you should be in solidarity with the writers um, and the actors. So again, he's, he tends to put his foot in his mouth more often than not trying to be Mr. Company Man. You need to learn from Cena on how to sidestep those issues in a, uh, in a delicate way, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Okay, so from The Rock, we now go over to uh, another star in the making, uh, well, I feel like he's kind of following a, a, a very similar trajectory as far as being hated uh, in the world of wrestling. But I think he's coming out of the other side uh, looking, looking, looking way better. And, and I want to talk about Dominic Mysterio. Uh, he's he's the new North American champion uh, that happened, of course, last week on NXT. Huge main event for them last week. Did huge numbers for them. Uh, one of their highest uh, gaining, highest viewed shows in quite some time with Dom Mysterio in the main event versus Wesley. Of course, he wins the NXT North American title. Goes over to SmackDown. Uh, goes over to, to a house show. Faces Seth Rollins on that. Then he's 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 on fucking Monday Night Raw in another match. Um, he's he's getting his reps in, and I think that there was always one more shoe to drop with him in a good way <clears throat> in terms of how he works. I knew he had it kind of with the reception, the reaction he was getting, um, and the the fact that the, that they keep having him work with people who are you know basically savants in the ring i mean seth rollins was his first singles match and um there was just a lot of things that were going right for him and him becoming student of the game which has been amazing to see over the past four years to a point where he's starting to put it together now and i i think it's safe to say that a lot of people like think of him as like one of the hottest heels in the business right now and this is in in a in a you know in a in a generation in a universe where Roman Reigns is still around, where Gunther's still around. And Dom, to me, is, is, or, or I mean, even outside the company, uh, MJF is, is around. And Dom, to me, is, like, one of the best, and I think maybe top two, three of the heels that are out right now. Mills, what, what do you think? I think he's, I mean, I think it's all aligning for him
1: currently as we speak. I think this is the, I think him being in Judgment Day, I think it really, it's crazy how much he added to Judgment Day Yes. While Judgment Day is also adding to him. Because I think they become a legitimate heel group because they have someone so hated as him. And the proximity, the orbit of all of them around him. I mean, you looked at it when they on stage. They kicked off Monday Night Raw and they were finally being booed and Dom wasn't even out there. You yeah. know what
0: I'm saying?
1: <laughs> And I was like, damn, I, might, I mean cuz usually like you look at these people, I mean Rhea's getting cheers, Finn is likely to get cheers. Damian Priest is cool enough where he could probably get cheers at any time, but I think we've all bought in on the fact that like these guys are douchey assholes. And I think Dominic Mysterio lends a lot to that. I think Dominic Mysterio is um while in the ring as a heel, I feel like you don't really need to contribute as much and his shortcomings don't look as faulty, for instance, the incredibly slow
0: 619. Yeah. Um,
1: Right. Incredibly lanky, um, you know, head scissors. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those other stuff don't necessarily seem the same way as a face when you're trying to get people to like you, as they do as a heel. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, Dom is kind of really winning right now. He's putting it together. I think character-wise, he's found his like niche and kind of like really settling in to what he's supposed to be. He doesn't really. It doesn't at any time really feel like he's acting, which is what I'll say for some other people that we might talk about on this show. Um, (laughs) But he's really settling in. He gets it. He gets the look, he understands it, and is all. This is like the perfect kind of like alignment of stars, especially with Judgment Day.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it's taken it's taken a while. I, I think people were skeptical at first, but now it's like to a point where the kid can't say anything when he's doing promos. Um, they're, they're, he's like the perfect type of heel where it's like he's perfectly hated, but he doesn't have to do much. He doesn't have to like he's like the one heel on the in the company that doesn't work like the strong style, like style that, that's like WWE style now where they're kind of working like kind of uh, half NXT, half WWE style here. He doesn't work like that at all. You know what I mean? Like, and it wouldn't look right for him to do that because of just how slimy he is as a heel and just the look the the boots, the, the crocodile boots. Now they were cow boots. And, you know, he has like all the, this, this cool, like flair to his, to his gear and stuff like that. Um, I think is really just adding to his character, adding to his legend. And I mean, it, it's tough for me to, it's tough for me to not look at him as one of the, the best up and coming acts in the company. And this is even with someone whose work isn't above average. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like he's he's firmly kind of like in the middle of the road right now. He could get better. The kid's like 24 years old or whatever. He could get a lot better. But for right now, the fact that he's gotten it um just in terms of promos and stuff like that, I think is 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 a huge, huge, huge advantage. I I'm gonna sound controversial, but like remember, I'm not comparing him to Randy Orton, okay? But remember Orton had it physically he had it in the ring and technically before he had it with the promos and stuff like that way later right i feel like dom has gotten it in the reverse i feel like he'll get he has it from the promos he has it in the in the in the look and all that stuff i think he'll get the athleticism later if that makes any sense i think um i don't know if he will ever get the athleticism <laughs> like the natural athleticism I think it's the way he works. I think it's the the type of stuff they have him doing, and and I get it. But it's like I think he should really be working as kind of like a, a middle. He should be working like kind of like Santos works. Like Santos isn't like the smallest guy, um, out there. But he he works a style where he could he could easily do the high flying stuff, but he does it very sparingly to a point where he actually does a lot more. Um, and, and I would guess you would look at his heel, his heel iteration, where he did he didn't do a lot of like high flying stuff because his babyface version he's doing that shit all the time. So it's it's very hard to compare him, compare the two right now. But like he needs to work like a Santos where he does a lot of more slams and stuff like that than just the high flying stuff. Because I even think his his frog splash is pretty shitty. But again, it works because it's like it's the nepotism angle with him where it's like this kid can't even fucking wrestle. He's stealing everybody's moves. He has no he has nothing of his own. Like that that makes it even more like more of an addition to his character that he has to do all this stuff. But I think eventually that's going to have to change. He should take the coup de gras. I, I think that would, that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be a great move for him to take. actually, he might kill somebody trying to do the coup de gras. So nah, never mind. <laughs> um, next point here, I have one up here and I know this will probably be controversial, but we got to talk about it. Uh, we now have it confirmed that Logan Paul and Ricochet will be having a match at SummerSlam in Detroit. Uh, of course, this, this came to a head uh, on Monday Night Raw this past week. Ricochet comes out and does a promo. Uh, Logan Paul interrupts him and they do more kind of stuff in the ring. It became wildly apparent to me that Ricochet has never had a program like this because even in the physicality angles or the physicality segments of this, it looks very like uneasy and odd. Um, it is this, this program isn't coming off to me as, as big as we wanted it to be. And I, I hate to say that because we were also excited about it, uh, as you know, as far as a couple of months ago, as far as Royal Rumble, really, um, there's, there's certain things that are not working for me. I, th- I feel like Logan, he's not good enough to carry a ricochet right now. He still needs to be carried. And as a heel, he can't really carry this program, especially if ricochet can't match him on the mic. So it's, it's him doing a lot of heavy lifting on the mic. And Ricochet just—I guess—they just expected him to do it on the athleticism front, whereas Logan can do both, but he's not a—he's he, not like a ring general yet. And I—I I think that it just come like the segments with them have just come off very, very um, unnatural to me in the past couple of weeks.
1: I mean, overall, I think—I think, like you said, this is a position that Ricochet kind of has never been in before, and I look at it something similar to where you're well for one he's gonna need a lot more of his reps um but i liken it similar to actually i would say live late 2021 um and that's kind of like how i looked at it in terms of like this is someone who has not had a role kind of like as someone who can carry a feud on the mic kind of deal and then when they when they are stepping to it, they're doing what I believe they feel like they're supposed to say instead of actually things that like a regular person might actually say. Um With that said, um, this is, I don't know if this is sink or swim for Ricochet, but it's definitely exposing a lot that probably.
0: Uh, we never seen. I don't know. We've never seen yeah. like just, if you just look at the dichotomy of his career, and this is this is no this is no this is no uh, shade to him in any way, shape, or form. I think right. it, he's never been put in this position because they've never really seen him to be like that. And I think that I think it's great that he's he's being trusted. So, because I mean, come on, like just like we said with Sammy a couple years ago, when you're trusted with you know the, the special guests all the time, that's when they see you as a as an earner. You know what I mean? And, and I think this is his chance to. And, and, and I'll actually, I'll, 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 ref- I'll, I'll, I'll go at you here. I, I do think a sink or swim for him. You know what I mean? I, and I think that even if they haven't put him in those positions, he's been around people in those positions. He's, he's, he's been around all of those people before. So he should feel confident enough just being around the AJ Styles, being around the would, Seth
1: Rollins. But he actually, actually, he hasn't in a very, very long time. This is someone who has not had an actual notable feud since probably... Sammy. February two thousand well, yeah, Sammy. But even that I I don't even think was a notable I would say literally February 2020 when he faced Brock Lesnar. I say he never had an opportunity that hasn't had I think he's someone who's very rare on the roster, who has been there for a long time. He's never faced Seth one on one, he's never faced Roman one on one. He's never faced a lot of people. He hasn't had the opportunity to actually be. He never really gotten a program with Baron Corbin, who has a program with kind of everybody. I think this is an opportunity where he gives him an actual program, like something to actually sink his teeth to week to week. Because my biggest critique a couple of weeks ago was he's never had anything really sustainable past like you're going to be facing off this person for one night. You know, sell this few sell this match that's going up on Raw at nine forty. You know what I'm saying? Or sell this match against the Miz or something along those lines that you're gonna have. He's never really had the week to week thing. That's why I kind of equated to the Live thing because I felt like Live had that stop and start as well. Um, leading into the into the program with Becky, I felt like Live never had the opportunity or never really had the thing. She had the Charlotte thing where I'll show you all type of thing, and it never really amounted to anything. Um, it wasn't until she got that with Becky, and I think she really showed that she can hang more so in the ring, which increased her confidence um, and increased kind of her standing within the people. And I think that's really where Ricochet makes his money, ultimately. He's never had a bad match. He just doesn't have bad matches. But I think, yeah, this is some, something where I feel like he's now getting the opportunity. I bet he wishes... I feel like he feels like he's been ready for this opportunity for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um but you need more you you still need more kind of like experience within that realm to know kind of like what works, what doesn't work, what he's supposed to say, what isn't he supposed to say. I fully believe Ricochet in this role is playing the role that he believes that he should be playing as opposed to being like who is actually Ricochet. Like what does he represent? Similar to the Dom thing. Dom is a slimebag, scum, you know, um, scumbag who has a famous dad who he doesn't respect and all this other stuff like that. I think unlike Logan Paul, who came kind of like loaded with a character, basically off of a persona that people have already found online, I don't think Ricochet has found his persona as of yet, because I don't think he's had the opportunity to on a weekly basis to develop that persona.
0: It just feels very um it just feels very forced. And if the biggest thing that you're gonna say in your promo is that you're a prick, I'm like you like you cannot I hate when, when wrestlers do this, you can't resort to cuss words to making your point. And I think that he it just came off as very like again, very forced. And even like the physicality parts, it's like like Mills, come on. It's it's just silly to say. I'm going to knock you out. Then I'm going to give you a standing moonsault. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree.
1: (laughs) I agree, but that's, I mean, I don't know. That's just some, the the other dude on the NXT champion will springboard you into any fucking fight that you're in. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's some shit that niggas, like you play to your strengths in that kind of situation. um, But I do believe he wasn't playing to the actual situation in that. I will say like, Probably shouldn't have done the standing shooting star press. It's impressive as fuck, but I don't think it was necessary. I think you should have kicked the shit out of him.
0: Yes. Um, no, that stop. would have been... I just want, right. I want to feel some fire from him. You know what I mean? I want to feel some fire. And I think coming away from Raw, which like to me, Raw is just a hot show altogether, right? It's a hot show. Every single hour, there's somebody up there that the fans fucking love. Love them, right? I think that when it got to the Ricochet segment... They were kind of like whatever until Logan Paul showed up, and I just don't think that's the. I, I think that doesn't bode well when you have that match in, in Detroit where they're going to be booing Logan more than they're going to be cheering you. And I feel like that's what I feel like that's the, that's my fear of what's going to happen.
1: I don't think so. I don't know because I don't think they've ever had a fear of like I don't think crowds have ever rejected Ricochet in the ring. I mean, this could it could happen. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. Um, but I feel like he's so sound in the ring. That's kind of his environment. The cues that he plays, the timing that he has. He really like plays for the crowd and understands the pacing of an actual match. I think he gets it in the ring. I think personality-wise, again, he's never had a chance to develop any kind of character on a show. Like, never. You even look at fucking, um, who's also on this show? Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz Crews, has refor- he's reverted back to whatever the hell he was before he was the Nigerian prince. Like, you need time to be able to, like... And, and, and that's because his NXT character was not working at all. But mm-hmm. I think you need time and you need these experiences. It's like telling a story where you engage with all these people. You get engaged... Everybody you come across helps kind of like add to your character and develop more of your character and stuff like that. And maybe in the future, it's a ricochet heel turn. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it's a ricochet heel turn that adds to this character or something along those lines. But I don't think he's really honestly, he hasn't been put in the position to really do that. He's not, he, he doesn't have I don't think he naturally has the gift of gab at all.
0: No, um, <laughs> he needs but, a mouth, he needs a mouthpiece, bro. He really does. I would say
1: so. I, I would I would say so. Or or at least like um maybe a group or something along those
0: lines. But um too bad he's not on SmackDown. I <laughs> they, mean he was on they're, SmackDown. They're recruiting niggas right now. Yeah. This is true, Bobby Lashley. I think he would. Go ahead, Bobby Lashley's recruiting niggas, and and, and Ricochet might need it. But he might need to put the anime down because they they might not be fucking with that. But uh. <laughs> that? I think uh I don't know.
1: I feel like he I agree. I agree to a lot of extent. But then I also feel like he just never has had the opportunity to really kind of <laughs> like get comfortable in that kind of role, like at all. No and I I, I think um even like for instance, like a, a Daniel Bryan in the beginning, his knock was always he was never good on the mic. And it wasn't until he became world heavyweight champion that he actually got better and way more comfortable on a microphone, in my opinion. Um,
0: You're advocating. This is the this is the Meals campaign. This is the but meals I, campaign. So I knew you
1: would say that. I knew you would say that. Ultimately, I agree with your point. But I would say the same thing for Liv a couple of years ago. I would say the same thing for Finn last year. Because Finn never got the opportunity like he's getting now to kind of show on a week-to-week basis of what he actually has. You know what I'm saying? So that's why Finn's character, while he looked cool, never really connected
0: until last year. So, what would you say? You said earlier that this is not sink or swim for Ricochet. Would you, from what it's sounding like, you do agree that it is sink or swim for Ricochet? Because if this does not go off without a hitch, he does not get any more character uh, character growth. That's it. I think, absolutely, absolutely think his there's a turning heel. But looking at Nakamura, I don't think that's going to happen.
1: I think honestly the match is going to go fine and more than fine to be honest with you. I think he's got it in the ring and that's really kind of like where it kind of lands. If his career ends up being like perennial mid Carter, I mean, I could I would understand it. But I think honestly he's got the skills in the ring. Um it's just yeah, the character thing on the microphone. I don't know where this character goes post this or anything rather post this. Um but you know, we'll see. Hopefully, Braun doesn't return. You know what I'm saying? Because then he's gonna—that's where he's gonna be. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, another thing I want to talk about: speaking to people that are that are uh, that are hot and, and and doing their thing. We we talked about the Judgment Day earlier, where um, they are pretty much getting booed. I feel like this week is the first week that Rhea Ripley got sustained booze and no cheers for the first time in a very long time <laughs> and they really made it work this this week so um she comes out during the opening segment gets booed um during the Liv Morgan segment which I feel as though is probably the most visceral and, and largely due to Liv Morgan who get well soon it seems to be like she probably came back a little bit too early to be honest with you um oh she and, is and injured she, injured
1: like for real for real
0: yeah, she's actually injured. Yeah, it looks it seems to be her other shoulder is now uh having some nagging issues now. So she'll be out for an undisclosed amount of time. It did seem like a real write-off. So like I, I will say like the, the prolongedness of the actual attack, I was like, okay, she's for real injured because they were they were doing like a uh it might be a couple weeks type of uh type of angle there. They didn't <sighs> even have the match. They didn't have the match at all.
1: <laughs> so like no, that let, not at all.
0: <laughs>
1: you know Shout out to Rhea Ripley. R- she Rhea Ripley. Um, I think she might be the most notable SmackDown women's champion since. Raw. women's champion. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. One. Raw women's champion. Uh, well, not Raw. She's she not be- even
0: that. She's the, she's the world heavyweight champion, so there you go.
1: Right. But I guess, I don't know. The most notable champion I can't say all wrong because then there you have Becky, but she's really up there. <laughs> she is, she is, she is one of the pillar. My whole point just flew fucking right out the window <laughs> when I remember the SmackDown shit is not same lineage. Um, does it have the
0: lineage of the SmackDown
1: Women's Championship? Yes, but now
0: it's on, a, it's on a different show, so the lineage, the lineage is switched. But they are, uh, they're different name, they're differently named now. So.
1: All right. Well, in that in that entire thing, <laughs> she's probably, in the lineage of this SmackDown world champion, she is the most notable champion, I want to say, since looking back at it, look back at it. I would say Whoa. Charlotte's last reign, more notable than that. Ronda's last reign, more notable than that. Liv's last reign, more notable than that. Becky's reign in 2021, I would say, more notable than that because she had to give up that championship and went to the raw um bianca belair i would actually say more notable than bianca belair's first reign um bailey is an interesting talking point
0: but i I, feel like bailey's
1: never been the crux of the well yeah she actually has so it might be since bailey to be honest with you
0: yeah she's not bigger than bailey but um, she beats down Liv for, I want to say a, a good five minutes, uh, crushes her shoulder under a chair, says, this is her division. You, you idiot. I was expecting her to say, you fucking idiot. Like I wanted her to cuss. I don't yes. know why. But I, I, yes. I, I would have thought it would have been really cool. But it seems like all signs are heading to Raquel Rodriguez versus uh, Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam. And the real argument or the real conversation I want to have with you here, Mills, is that there have been a lot of people for the last couple of weeks saying that they're not feeling the Rhea Ripley title uh, reign. I seen you say it. We've had arguments about it in our own discord. Um, and I've been on the side of like Rhea should be an attraction. I think that she is much different than Asuka in that she does not need to be wrestling week to week. She can be uh, mingling in, in different things because she's that much of a of a uh, of a force of nature, and, and I think that having her so prominently featured meals on three shows at this point, she's all over the place. They're really positioning her as that next one after Bianca, so it, it'll go the four horsewomen and Oscar, uh, and then Bianca and Ria kind of interchangeably between all of those. You know what I mean? And um, I, I and think- also.
1: F- I also feel like it's lame to give her the standard kind of, like, championship reign. Um,
0: Because we waited so long for it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think it would be lame to, like, have her, like, she's fighting Nikki Cross for the championship at whatever pay-per-view, right? Or, like, you know, no shots to Nikki Cross or anybody else in that roster. But, like, realistically, like... You want to make the championship feel like a big deal. This is kind of like how you do it. And she's more than a big deal on the show because she's part of the big. She is on damn near. Uh, when you compare it to most people in the actual judgment day, she is on the show all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she is the most prominent champion on this show. Bar none. And she affects, so she has her fingers in so many different things. She'll be kicking Kevin Owens' ass, and then she's kicking Seth Rollins' ass, and she's kicking Liv's ass. And she, all she does is kick ass. I mean, at this point, I think the argument that her reign sucks is a moot point. Because
0: it's also disingenuous. Like, can we yeah, just, it's, it, can we just be real? It's disingenuous because if you look at any other company, and I know what company people want to compare her with and, and want to compare her to, they're she not. Ain't doing she ain't that- Jamie hater, bro. She not exactly. She's not a sidekick. She is firmly in front, in the forefront w- w- with a bunch of men. There's, there's no to me. There, there. She's, she is in a sense, and I don't want to say progressive, but in the sense of wrestling you haven't seen anything like this since China. Right. Um, and that is someone who mingles with, with, with both genders on the show. They're not putting a label on her. And I think that's the, that's the, the key to that. It's like, you want to see something, you know, a lot of people say like, I want to see it heat up. I want to see, I want to see her do some things. I'm like, she's firmly in one of the, in the hottest group on the, on the show. And, and, and I, honestly, with the bloodline gone meals, they're the, they're the biggest stable in, in, in the company. You know what I mean? Like that, that it's the judgment day. And you see that with the amount of time they put in on them. They show up on the, on three shows like the bloodline was doing in 2021. You know what I'm saying? So like it it, it 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 she is important. She's looked at as important. And I think that you have these moments where it's like whenever you get a rear Ripley moment, segment, angle, storyline, it's a big fucking deal. And that's what we're seeing. It's like people just don't want to see certain things play out because they want it so fast. And it's like now you appreciate it more. You appreciate those smaller moments with her and all the guys more when you see how she decimates the women because it's like, yo, she's in a class of her own. She's in a league of her own. Who can beat her? And that's the question.
1: She faces off against Lyra Valkyria tonight on NXT. It's going to be a big deal. And it's the same thing that Seth Rollins did it. Dom has done it. A lot of people going down to NXT really uh, putting in some work. So I'm looking forward to that. And I just look forward to just kind of seeing Rhea on rock. She is, again, like you said, a force, a specimen. She's in a league of her own currently. And uh, the rest of the women's division is just going to have to catch up at some point.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, all signs point to that Lyra Valkyria. Hey, you want, you want to talk about people that they have, they have some faith in and some faith behind? Meals, Lyra Valkyria, Tiffany Stratton. Those are the two right there that i I think that they have big plans for coming up
1: hey man i feel like charlotte was a little spooked by tiffany being out there you was (laughs) nagging all types It was like looking into your your future replacement she was doing all types of weird shit in the ring (laughs) you you can replace me bitch (laughs) you saw that shit did a whole fucking front cartwheel
0: I did not think Charlotte was... I think there was a tale of two matches on SmackDown. and Of course, we're talking about Charlotte versus EO Sky. Um, You can tell when Charlotte don't want to do something. You can tell when she thinks something is beneath her.
1: And I feel like she wasn't focused. And I feel like then she tapped in. She must have hit herself during a commercial break or some shit.
0: No, EO started laying it in. That's what happened after that commercial break. (laughs) She started laying that shit in. And I, I think that it's a tale of two matches. In the beginning... She wasn't even selling for EO meals. She wasn't she wasn't doing shit. And when she would sell, it would be like some silly Shawn Michaels shit. And then as the match went oh, on. Oh, probably
1: because she wasn't supposed to be wrestling.
0: <laughs> Here, here's my thing though. Here's my thing though. Let's let's just let's be clear. Let's be clear. You know what it's like in that backstage area, bro. It don't matter who runs in WWE, whether it be Vincer or H. You know it's, it's it's all you know it's fucking wild backstage. It, it,
1: Absolutely. If but you, you know Charlotte. I man.
0: Give her, a pass, I can't give her a pass i
1: can't give her a, pass. <laughs> I, can't give her a pa- I can't give her a pass either but i know how charlotte is. i don't know how charlotte is don't let me say it. don't let me be one of those guys knowing charlotte hashtag knowing charlotte i feel like based on kind of like how things have played out her not being in the match and then suddenly being in the match could have possibly turned her off also there was a lot it seems like a lot of issues backstage on smackdown there was a report that, you know, some people were sick and stuff like that. So a lot of things were changing on SmackDown, but hey, listen, she brought, I don't know if she was like, I'm not prepared. I don't want to do this. Have someone else do it. And then she had to do it and got the pissy face. And then EO said, tighten up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she started having her, you know, she, she took her to town and shit like that. So, um, you never know, but that was definitely was definitely an experience watching that match. But, yeah, Rhea Ripley is fucking fantastic.
0: All right, real quick before we get to the main event here, um, Dave Meltzer says people are going to have an emotional reaction to All all Out. Is it All In or All Out? Which one is it? The one at Wembley. Yeah. All In. It's okay. All In. So I got that wrong. It's, it's so silly. But he says people are going to have an emotional reaction to All In selling over 75,000 tickets because it's going to outdo SummerSlam at Wembley. Are you going to have an emotional reaction to that?
1: I'm personally not going to have an emotional reaction to it. Um they may be people backstage in AEW. I feel like you don't say that unless you're affiliated with AEW. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz I have I personally don't have no horse in this race. I don't get an emotional reaction when WWE sells out every fucking night.
0: <laughs> it's just so normal to me. It's normal.
1: <laughs> I have no horse in this race. I don't own stock in any company. I'm not reaping I feel like I played myself, but not with the w w e thing at this point, but um I have no like there's nothing for me, I have no foundation built in anything. I'm not gonna have no fucking emotional reaction to them it, thing in it, he's just gonna write the same another article in it he he's gonna give him like eight paragraphs in that newsletter about fucking me if they sell this thing, but
0: they're only ten thousand um, tickets away um. We've we said our thoughts on the Wembley stuff on here. An amazing achievement, but I, I feel as though it won't mean much in the domestic sense. Um, you can tout it and sell it as much as you want. It's an amazing accomplishment for sure. But I feel like the TV, if the TV and the creative doesn't change, it won't mean much. I I I, I think that doing ninety thousand, but still you're celebrating six hundred thousand viewers on a Saturday night, come on. It's, the optics are just crazy. But um, NXT, real quick, is it becoming like the hottest upcoming brand again?
1: I mean, it's certainly trending upwards. It is definitely trending upwards since last year. I mean, most of WWE's television shows trending upwards, um, all of them.
0: But also, um, it goes into a rise, uh, rising tide uh, lifts all ships, which is what we talked about with AEW, whereas if WWE is popular, everything should be getting popular. NXT is getting popular.
1: Hey. Hey Amen. But the creative synergy between all three shows is just different. That's why it is. Like the creative synergy, like the creative synergy between Dynamite and Collision is like some bald niggas come out and argue (laughs) about some theme music that ain't play, and then they go on the other show and argue about it too.
0: (laughs) Like they argue about it again? I don't think so. I don't know. Um nobody knows these niggas. But um I I I think that the critical personal social reception to NXT has invariably changed they've added so many really cool elements to the show that we were kind of worried when they when they got the you know when the draft happened a couple of months ago that it wouldn't have that same magic with a lot of the workhorses being gone but now you have a you have a really good babyface champion in Carmelo Hayes which I'm very glad that they turned the corner on him and I think that it's tough to say this it's very hard to say this the Baron Corbin angle really turned things around for for Carmelo uh, Carmelo Hayes.
1: I would say so. I think so. I think he still has a little bit of a shortcoming. I actually think... This is a hot take. I think he still has his biggest shortcoming as a character. Is Trick? Um, no, uh, Carmelo.
0: Oh, no, I mean his biggest shortcoming is Trick because I, I think that's his biggest shortcoming.
1: Oh. oh, and also, yeah, Trick is damn near a Muppet at this point. But <laughs> he's a... They're doing well and it's just... Everything just feels like it's hitting. Like, every segment, every every moment, they're building up to things. It's like what I said. I said this in the Discord um, on Saturday. I l- I was listening to War Report, obviously. Shout out to Cyrus and shout out to Plus, who was on the show last week. Um, I said, it is insane that AEW could not fathom doing a storyline like the Tony D thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't even, like fathom doing this and not to say that they need those t- i mean they they need a little bit more variety they need actual thing but like creatively they can't fathom things moving from week to week building and that development and investment in the characters
0: it has nothing and, to do with actual wrestling by the way. right
1: right <laughs> <laughs> i mean it builds to the wrestling don't get me wrong this is for a tag team title match Like, you know what I'm saying? But they can't, like... You look at the storyline they're doing with the better than you baby thing, and one, we've seen it a million fucking times. Mm -hmm. And then two... One, I'm... You know, two, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. And then three... One of these guys is not going to come out looking way less cooler than the other.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Whereas in this Tony D storyline... Everybody was a player and had their role. Tony D in jail, but he's the, still the Don. He's someone where you're building up. So when he eventually gets out, you know it's go time. You fucking um, Channing stacks Lorenzo, him with the supporting actor award and all of this other stuff. Um, I'm, I'm. I mean, it's not really all of Gallus. It's just the main guy in Gallus. I forgot his name. Um, what's the what's the middle guy in Gallus? Um, uh,
0: the the big fat guy with the beard. I don't know. Not Wolfgang or whatever. Oh, is uh, the beard one. Joe and uh, Joe Coffee. Wolfgang, Joe, and um, motherfucker, uh, yeah, motherfucker Gallus. There you go.
1: There you go. Anyway, the main one. He's going to represent all of Gallus. They need all of them in the same room doing this at this point. But nonetheless, they all play their role to a T. AEW cannot fathom doing anything like this and that is why it's kind of like that's why I think one we have our critiques about the show and then why it's also like you're going to burn out of that shit eventually um NXT is trending upwards with his women's programs with the development of characters with all this other stuff and they've maintained and they stayed true to that even when people were online saying that this is the worst show on television and i'm not watching no fucking developmental show and all this other stuff like that and then you come out 18 months later looking at braun carmelo joe gacy tiffany stratton um everybody who's been featured on this show and be like god damn they got some players on this motherfucking show man
0: player, they really do even if I was a little bit down on the Tiffany Stratton tapping thing, they've turned that into an actual real storyline that has like the fans are really behind. And I think that it's it's made Tiffany um become a better character in the sense that now she's having to like she she's dealing with the you tapped out thing and then finding really cool ways around it. And it's actually making her better on the mic in some ways. And I think that again, you're building up Thea Hale who is now a shooter, <laughs> which I think is a really cool term for a character. In the same way that the Maxine Dupree, Maxine Dupree, meals. Hey, man. She
1: got it. I mean, what, what else? You ain't got to tell me twice. You know what I'm saying? I'm locked and loaded,
0: baby. <laughs> the way she was popping that shit, she knew. Drewski hands. But Thea Hale, same way, popping that shit. She's doing a really good job. It's not, it's it's hard to it, it it's hard to deny NXT. I don't even want to call it two anymore. It's hard to deny it right now. It's doing a really great job. We haven't even got even, to the meta- we haven't got even, to the meta-
1: right, right. Even exactly, but even it even with because there's a little bit of critique on the Wesley loss. Even with the Wesley loss, you know that motherfucker is getting something. He's not leaving without something,
0: right? I he I, don't I, get I, say, it. I say your biggest child your your biggest match here. You have and this is way bigger than anything Carmelo has going on right now, is uh, number one, what a rub for Wesley, but you have him actually show up one week on Raw and get that title back. Exactly. I think that's the biggest payoff, because then you're going to tune in the next and say, yo, this kid's dope. He's fucking fire. And not only that, shout out to them, black people in front, front and center, on this joint, on this thing. That's fire.
1: Have to be. Have to be. Fire.
0: Put Wesley on the main, the main roster shows, put Carmelo on the main roster shows, Let's see how they let's see how they go. We did not expect this trajectory from for Wesley. By the way, this this is nah. Again, this is this is some different shit. Yeah, this this is fire. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree. I I believe NXT is the hottest brand out right now, and I'm willing. I, I can't wait to see week to week what they do. And now they have a pay per view coming up uh, this Sunday, Great American Bash, and it should be really dope. A lot of matches have not been announced here yet. Um, of course we have Melo versus uh Dragunov, Um, you have. Blair uh, Davenport versus Roxanne uh, Perez, who really needs to get back on track, in my opinion. I think that she's definitely up there with those Lyra and Tiffany's. But uh, we'll, we'll see what, what happens after that. And a lot of other matches, but you can listen to the War Report for a full prediction on that, on their show this week. But lastly, what I want to talk about, this would be kind of our main event here, AEW Collision, after one month, meals you've watched it for a whole month. We had a huge conversation about it. And I wanted to bring it onto the show. Um, mm-hmm. Where we stand with Collision, um, right now as a, as a TV show, I've watched how many episodes have been five. I've watched two of them. Um, and I have my thoughts. I, but I, I watched two, but I've heard what you guys have said about the other ones. And I watched clips from, from what's been happening. Um, debuted in Chicago, did a, did a, did a bid in, in Canada for a while. <laughs> and now they're finally, they're finally back in the United States. This is the CM Punk show. Uh, my feelings on... on and religion. friends.
1: I mean, at this point, there's only like seven other niggas on the show.
0: My my vision, or not my vision, but my opinion on the show right now is that it is very much giving you what people have been missing from Dynamite, but it's also not giving you much else to, to really be invested in. And I think there, with, with no investment, and no major angles to speak of. It's really Punk versus a bunch of guys who were not pushed or over on Dynamite that are now on the show now losing to him more often than not. Um, I just don't think that there's there's much to be engaged in on the show from, from a week-to-week basis, we, but unless you like matches. Right.
1: I think you value... If you're a fan, you value Collision just because it doesn't feature the same people that it is on the, on the other show. I think just as a base um i do agree they need things to actually happen on this show the one thing dynamite has going for it is that they need things happening on this show because quite frankly nothing really major ex- from ex- besides the cm punk thing if you want to count the two three falls matches as a major thing be my guess it's not really that major they retained <laughs> and life moved on Um, But literally since CM Punk's kind of like debut moment, there has not been a moment on the show. And the show is desperately needs that kind of like big statement moment to kind of like truly carry it and truly carry the ratings and and stuff like that. However, what I'll say that the show has that Dynamite doesn't have is the consistency because of its very, very small roster. You get to see storylines play out week to week. You get to see things play out from a vantage point of like you're not wondering how the hell why the hell Commander is on this show facing Chris Jericho if Chris Jericho is in a completely different program with somewhere else. You're not worrying about them kind of like essentially Tony Khan wanting to like really put put on for the niggas, you know, or niggas, put on for <laughs> the wrestlers and having a random six man tag featuring like A.R. Fox and um Serpentico and all these other shit that adds nothing to the actual show, other than just a fly match. Um,
0: and and it also raises the question of like, what do AEW fans really care about? Because you keep, yeah. seeing, you keep seeing people saying that Collision, um, is restoring the restoring the feeling. But I'm like, but you guys were just saying that you wanted AEW to have more storylines and things that made sense. So what, is, what does that mean? Like what? what I don't think they
1: want more story. I think AEW fans value matches. Because I feel like they're... Con- I would At this point, you're conditioned to value that having a great match is the greatest currency that you can kind of have in AEW. Being a good worker is the best thing you can have. Because quite frankly, it is being a great worker that has made FTR, I guess, stalwarts on this show, even though they are firm to me... They are by far not the most interesting thing on any show. And I don't understand why they have such a big kind of... They're great wrestlers, don't get me wrong. But I don't understand why they have this big reputation. But they literally... They haven't done shit.
0: Yeah. They had a bunch of belts at one point. And yeah. Nobody really cares about that. And you
1: can just book that. like They don't have... <laughs> they don't have just like actual programs or moments or stuff along those lines like you look at cm punk and cm punk is benefiting from all of this because he had because quite honestly because of the wwe stuff and a little bit of the AEW stuff but he has moments in the companies that he's been in um i can't say the same for pretty much any of the other roster like and no if- one else on the roster
0: and if they value matches so much then isn't it odd that there's only 200 000 viewers uh, removed from either show from four days apart. Like, it, if, there's if there's no
1: synergy, there's no synergy it, between any of these shows.
0: Exactly. Like, if, if that's what they really value, then shouldn't they be tuning into watching Collision? And they're not. It's like, I don't even think to me, I thought I predicted there being a CM Punk problem where they were told and kind of conditioned to not watch them. But I feel like if, if your difference between CM Punk fans and CM Punk not fans is 200,000 people and you guys are still trending towards that same 800K. Then there's a there's a huge there's a huge issue there. You know what yeah, I mean? I,
1: I don't think they're using their resources properly to not only just promote this show but all the other shows as well.
0: Exactly, um, and I, I think that they're missing out on a huge opportunity. To your point, to utilize those huge re- those major resources. And like I said earlier in the show, it, where's the money going to? Is it going to the talent? That's a good idea. It's a good thing as, as anyone should should do. You should pay your talent to work as hard as they can for you. But I think that you're missing you're wasting time putting the uh, elite versus the BCC because we've seen a lot of these matchups before. Uh-huh. Why not listen, Tony Khan. If I'm him, I'm saying you uh punk and Omega and the bucks y'all need to work together. or y'all y'all getting fired? Period. Why have they not done the elite versus you know, for all intents and purposes, that might start this week. I, I highly doubt it will, but, um, I, I think that's a that is a program that can span both shows and people will be interested in a lot more interested in than the fucking uh Adam Cole and, and MJF being the Wayans brothers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, think, <laughs> I think I think it's a lot I think it's a lot more interesting than that, and I think people would tune in for that. But it's the but but Mills, it is the last Joker that they have to play, is putting those together. So after that's over with, then you're left to at point zero again, because when, when they do that big storyline, you're going to be taking away time from a lot of different people. Cause there's a lot of different moving parts there.
1: I can't understand how a talent could look at kind of like how WWE develops its stars and not the money. I get the money, not Roosh, right? Roosh. I get the money. Cause Roosh would have been in the NXT. Roosh would have been living in a one bedroom apartment <laughs> with with another motherfucker <laughs> um, and he would have been like not as paid as you get in AEW by all means get your money but they ain't do nothing with you in this year beforehand so why the fuck would they do anything else all after the fact there's yeah. no investment within the characters shout out to Ricky Starks Ricky Starks but the Ricky Starks turning him heel against CM Punk thing isn't the problem. It, it isn't a solve. Rather, it isn't the solve. And I actually think one of my things has also been having CM Punk as the major star on this show and the sole major star on the show is terrible. <laughs> You're burning this. This man has wrestled every week. And he ain't even that good again. (laughs) He's not even like having these banger matches, in my opinion, because I still think he needs to. He's still kind of like warming back up. Um,
0: How how long it take to warm up, bro?
1: Amen. He hasn't wrestled before this. He ain't wrestling in three years and stuff. He's not the most. And he old. I'm not gonna. I feel you. I feel you on that because I be seeing Edge go out and Edge be doing like great shit. But CM Punk is not an athlete in any sense of the word. His drop kicks are terrible. His elbow drops are terrible. He's Everything is bad. Been.
0: He's never been a great, you know what I'm saying, athlete. Crisp, I th- yeah. yeah. I think as time has gone on, it's become more noticeable, and it's become more honestly concerning, especially looking at that Ricky Starks match, which no one seems to want to be honest about, by the way. Um, but I, because but blood and
1: guts happened, and everyone wants to be – no one's honest about fucking – what's his name?
0: Um, K- Kota Ibushi.
1: Yeah, coming out looking like a, a damn animal cracker. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: animal cracker. has been out been out the bag for too long. It's a little, <laughs> a little soft. I was
1: like, bro, he here doing fucking, he ruining the match doing fucking snow angels and thumbtacks and <laughs> glass bottles and shit. Not selling and, the
0: pack is crazy, but again. You know, you hear that Punk had a meeting and and that uh, he was like, we're going to do things differently. You definitely see that in the show. Listen, AEW's problem has never been matches. It's just that there's too many of them. It's just too many fucking matches. It's just a bunch of matches. Like, I'm pretty sure the show and Wembley will have moments that they they need those moments because for video package purposes. But I think that and you know, by and large, this needs to be a company that kind of mixes the matches with the moments and the stories and the characters. And you when you see a company doing that on all cylinders right now, I think it's it's really telling when you know the, the one thing that people have to argue about WWE about right now is who had the biggest pop, the attitude Era or the or or, or this year. Did you see that fucking tweet? I did. I'm like, what what are you talking about? They've cleared that. Come on, man.
1: I mean, every week they got more people in it than they had the night before. (laughs) So it is, (sighs) I think collisions problem um, lies within, I mean, collision its pros is in the consistency of these characters thus far, but it's, it's problem is that there's nothing really going on. That's really going to drag you to the show on Saturday. The currency of AEW continues to be the matches for whatever fucking reason. Instead of the moments, the moments will carry you to the match. We've seen enough of this on television. We've seen record-breaking numbers on television because the moments have carried to the match. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that the blueprint is out there and they're just completely ignoring it. Everyone is pissing themselves about this Adam Cole and MJF thing. But I'm like, this is the most disingenuous feud. And actually, it's insulting your own intelligence because you know what's going to happen.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And you choose to be like, oh, man, <laughs> this is genius every week. This is awesome every week. I'm like, bro, you know what's gonna fucking
0: happen. But again, you know the- what, you know, and this would be my this be my last point. But you know why that that whole Adam Cole MJF thing sucks, and why uh, I think that again, like you said, it's disingenuous that people are are kind of you know rallying around it right now, because you've seen it so many times with MJF, regardless of what the circumstances may be. But he also did this with Chris Jericho. And they had that big, remember yeah. they had like little performance shit. We already knew he could do these things, and he was good at performing, right? But there's a difference between that. And I saw somebody say, "Well, we knew that Sammy was going to get kicked out the bloodline." Blah, blah blah. I'm like, yeah, but there was tension. Every I'm pretty sure time. he did the same shit with Cody too. He did. He did do the same shit with Cody. I think the first time you see tension was when he grabbed the belt last week, right? And he looked at him, and he was just like, he kind of gave him that look for the first time. But it's like. You're either going to, one of these people are either going to look really stupid or there's going to be a really stupid resolution to all of this. And that's why I think they need to stop prolonging what it is. And honestly, if it's MJF teaming back up with FTR, swim good. <laughs> all right. Because.
1: <laughs> no, I doubt that. I highly doubt that. I feel like there's legitimate, the whole real world champion thing is what I think they're banking on in the future. Um, Ugh. So it is what it is. So. Um,
0: that is uh our thoughts on collision and that's gonna take us to can, the end of the show but we'll go ahead.
1: Can, I, can i give you some quick thoughts on the, on the shows that happened this week since we haven't done the shows thing we're not doing the shows thing i want to give you some quick some you quick things it. and
0: you the show stuff go ahead i, I miss ahead. it
1: because there's there's some so many random funny things that happen okay. um so it looks like it won't be la night <laughs> <laughs> Going on for the U.S. Championship, and everyone is asking the question: If not now, then when? <laughs> I'm like, oh, brother!
0: <laughs> and I forgot to put that down here: the L.A. Night Heat story. Uh, he's got a little bit of heat, but I mean, if not now, then he should be fine being where he is. I just don't think the title should equate to uh, to success here. I don't I, think I agree. That- it's not a metric. It's not a proper metric, especially when you have so many young, young talents that are way younger than LA Knight that, that are, are surging right now on the show.
1: Um, so next week we're going to have at the finals of this invitational thing, Ray Mysterio versus Santos Escobar LWO versus LWO. Um, do you anticipate a high fun match? Do you anticipate a heel turn? Do you anticipate?
0: heel turn can't happen there. Cause you still got to face theory. So oh, yeah. You
1: can't yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I would I would see some some um, I honestly think Ray's gonna win, and I think okay. that's where the, I think that's where the schism is gonna happen with Ray winning, and then you have Ray and Theory, and I think that's where you have it. Ray, you took my opportunity away from me because of course you have to have Theory hold this title for whatever fucking reason going into the fall, and I I, I looks to, it looks to me as if they're trying to go with Theory being the longest reigning U.S. champion, and whoever beats him gets the big rub from that. So, um.
1: Shawn Michaels, almost as Pete, on the fucking show. Um, yes. <laughs> butch. Um, He's <laughs> a... Butch. Becky Lynch. defeats Zoe Stark. Good match, man. Real good match. Real good match. Um Cody vows not to just beat Brock Lesnar, but he wants to embarrass him. He wants to smoke him. He wants to... Uh, you know, thing, this is the most flagrant I think anyone has talked to Brock Lesnar. That's why it's most notable to me. Um, he's like, nah, I'm not about just, like, winning the rubber match. I want to embarrass this nigga. I want to make him look like a fool, you know, etc. etc. Yeah. Um Let's see. We talked about Ricochet. We talked about all this other stuff. Gunther got his ass whooped.
0: <laughs> yeah, for the first time. That match is a push as well. Uh, I try to stay Bloodline. I to, try to stay away from Bloodline this week because I, I want to go long form in the next week. So we'll, we'll let's nah. say,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with SummerSlam coming up. And then, end of Raw, Judgment Day essentially jumps Seth and Sami Zayn. Great moment to end the show, in my opinion.
0: I, I saw a complaint. Judgment Day loses too much. And I said, there you go. <laughs> Y'all need <Amen>. to chill. <laughs> Y'all need to chill, bro it's not a it's not a bloodline situation they're gonna have to lose sometimes but uh yeah that has been the week in wrestling thank you guys for walking with us a special thanks to our discord for answering that question for me this morning um and and again we'll be back next week with more topics to talk about in pro wrestling uh maybe my thoughts on oppenheimer and our SummerSlam predictions for that big show uh next week it's almost august meals jesus man i can't believe this but uh yeah thank you guys for listening for meals I am Justin, and we'll see you guys next week on The A Show.